Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to uh, the podcast, Heavenly Places. I'm your host, Jameer, uh, along here with Dorothy. Uh, we'd like to thank you, everyone, for joining us. Let's uh, open up in a prayer this evening. Uh, Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for your salvation and love, Father. Direct us, Father Lord, this evening, Father Lord, help us to draw closer towards you, Father. And we uh, lift up all the listeners, the viewers, those who listen now and later. Direct them, Father Lord, heal them, Father Lord, and uh, draw them towards you in your word and promises. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, this evening I wanted to uh, talk about prayer. I want to talk about the uh, prayer. Um, and actually, I want to talk about, actually give you seven keys or conditions for uh, answered prayer. Seven keys or conditions for answered prayer. Um, but actually, before I start off that, I want you to know before I start off with that, that uh, there are many scriptures that says uh, God wants us to pray and also he wants he wants us to receive what we pray for. So there's many, many scriptures. I want to give you a few of those. So basically, God, number one, he wants us to pray. And number two, he wants us to receive what we pray for. Um, and we should not accept anything lower than that because anything lower than that is uh, not in God's will. So it's not in God's will. And I want to give you some scriptures to report to support that. I'm sorry. Um Proverbs 15, verse 8, Proverbs 15, verse 8, it says, The Lord detests the sacrifices of the wicked, but the prayers of the upright pleases him. So right there, there goes the scripture. The, the God says, wow, your prayers, it pleases pleases him. Um, another one is uh, Solomon, uh, chapter 2, verse 14. It says, uh, show me your face and let we hear your voice, for your voice is sweet. Now, we know that's talking about a husband and wife relationship, but also that's talking about a, a relationship to the Father. You know, uh, we, the scriptures that is manifold wisdom, um, and it's always, it's, some scriptures have more multiple meanings, multiple meanings. So even though that's talking about one thing, it's actually talking about the Father, how he wants to hear our voice because our voice is what sweet to him. That's amazing. That's Solomon, Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 14. Um, another scripture is a very famous one, Matthew 7, verses 7 through 8, asking that will be given to you, seeking you shall find, knocking the door will be opened unto you. For, for everyone who asks receives, the one who knocks finds, and <clears throat> The one, the one who seeks signs, I'm sorry, the one who knocks the door will be open. Um, a few more. Uh, Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. 
If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So all these is talking about us asking Father God. Mark 11, verse 24, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it, and it will be yours. And it's not just talking about prayer, but it's talking about receiving also. John 14, verse 13 to 14, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that my Father may be glorified in my in in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. John fourteen verse thirteen to fourteen, and then John fifteen verse seven. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So this is talking about not just asking, but actually receiving what you're what you're asking for. So whenever we pray. We should expect um, Father God to, to that we will receive what we ask for, but um, it are some conditions. It are some conditions because uh, we cannot just be praying like things like the, to uh, win the lottery or to get a Porsche or a jet and all these kind of these kind of things, you know. Um, we just you can't be crazy, praying crazy things, you know. Um, so I want to give these seven seven uh, tips or conditions um, that will help you. Uh, of course, number one, and this is scripture we actually kind of already read, but it's uh, in John chapter fourteen, verse thirteen to fourteen. It says, "When you pray in the name of Jesus." Um, Basically, he says, if you ask anything in my name, but when you pray in the name of Jesus, it gives you access to the throne of God. We have no way to get to God except through Jesus Christ. So you can't be praying to God and another like Muhammad or or Buddha or or whoever you place you want to put in there. Even yourself, you cannot. The only way is through Jesus. So one can one condition is you you have to use the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Um, and God, you know, he always wants to answer our prayer, but you have to do, use the name like Yeshua, HaMashiach. Some people want to say Yeshua or, or whatever it is in your dialect, you know, however you pronounce Jesus in your dialect. So you, you have the use of his name. Also, um, Number two is uh, praise and thanksgiving. You must have praise and thanksgiving. Uh, you must be grateful and thankful. And this one right here is quite simple, easy, to, something for us to understand. Because even like, just imagine if we have a kid who always is coming to us. And they are always asking for something. But they, even though you had given them stuff before, they never have been grateful for the other things you have asked for. So they're never like, oh, thankful or grateful they just like hey give me give me give me my name is jimmy <laughs> you know give, i want this i want that i want that and our father he does not mind us asking for things but he says um praise and thanksgiving the scriptures i want to give you psalms 100 verse 4 says enter to his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise um and you praise God because of facts, not feelings. So no, no matter what you're feeling, you praise God for the fact, the fact that he woke you up this morning, um, 
the fact that his word is true is it's not based on feeling like oh I'm not going to praise God because I'm tired or or my body hurts or it's not it's not time for some this or that or whatever but we should praise God because of the fact that he that he is good not because of what we feel like our current situation is um, Isaiah 60 verse 18 it says no longer will violence be heard in your land or the destruction of ruin within your borders, but you will call your wall salvation and your gates praise. So your gates praise. The gates we need, we need to come into his gates with praise. Another scripture um, is Philippians 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 verse 6, which I know this one, uh, do not be anxious for nothing, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving Present your request to God. So we must be thankful for the things that he has done, has already done, that we have seen and witnessed and thankful for the things that he said he he that he said he was gonna then sorry done, but we haven't yet received it. We should be thankful and all those things. Um and one thing about prayer, you know what, it really doesn't take that long to uh actually ask for what you want for. You know, I want a job, Father. Can you help me get this job? Or I, I want favor, Father, Lord. I, I want healing. It doesn't take that long to ask for those types of things. Um, but uh, Thanksgiving and praise, you know, that that should consume a lot of your uh, prayer. You know, just being thankful and uh, rejoicing. It says, with petitions, with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. Um, and one thing about praise and thanksgiving, it also it kind of like helps your faith to rise in your heart, you know, when you're being thankful to God. Um, so just remember, just before you give your petitions, and even during your petitions, you know, you must start off with that, thanksgiving and praise. So the first one is we must come in the name of Jesus. The second one is thanksgiving and praise. Um, this third one right here, is uh, we must come before God without condemnation, okay? Psalm 66, verse 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So basically, I, if I come to God and there's something in my heart just not right, um, it could be like an unconfessed sin or something like that or whatever, you just confess it for God. It could be something that... Uh, Basically, maybe you have confessed it, but uh, Satan keeps on reminding you of it. So you just got to deny what, what Satan is saying because sometimes Satan tries to hold things against you and you're thinking about that. So you should not regard iniquity in your heart. It's often, sometimes it's not you. It's Satan to do that. Um, Satan. You have to remember God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And he has, you know. But we should not... Um, regard or keep that iniquity in our heart, we have to get it out. And, uh, and basically the only thing that we can do about sin is just, we can't be better. We can't be, we get a scripture says our righteousness is filthy. That's the only thing we can do about sin is confess it to God. That's the only way. I mean, we can't pay, pay for it in a way as they, they try to do many times in the churches back in the day, or even sometimes even today they do that. You cannot pay your sins away. You cannot, crawling around on gravel, you cannot crawl on grass or, or sit on a nail bed and all this kind of stuff to get you sent away. The only way you can uh, 
deal with sin is to confess it before God. Um, <clears throat> and we must basically basically accept the forgiveness and cleansings and uh, know that uh, our Father God, that he is not holding it against us, that he is not holding it against us. Um, one of the scriptures I read of is First John chapter three verse twenty. First John three verse twenty. It says, "If if our heart condemns us, we know that God is greater than our hearts." And it says, "He knows everything." So even okay, we talked about Satan con- condemning us, but sometimes our heart is like, "Well, you don't deserve that. You don't deserve to come before God because you did this and that." What it says, even if your heart condemns us, guess what? Our Father God is greater than our hearts, no matter what. So that's right there to give us confidence. You know, the guy says, "Hey, what did, I don't care what your heart say. I don't care what the devil say. Your flesh say. Guess what? You need to pay attention and listen to know what word says." Um, the thing of holy hands without <laughs> doubt. Um, oh, excuse me, that's the wrong one. Uh, Hebrews four. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace of confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need. That's a very, very, very uh, also familiar uh, scripture. So we have to approach God's throne with uh, confidence so that we may receive mercy and grace to help us in a time of need. Um, so it's like not, we're not coming before God to get justice so much or whatever. We come, I mean, we not come before God for a throne of justice like that, you know, but we are coming for grace to cover everything that we, that we have done wrong. Um, and we are not coming before God because of our own righteousness. Hebrews ten nineteen says, therefore brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. So, again, it's like we're not coming, but we're coming before God. We ought, we ought to um, have our coming before God based upon the blood of Jesus, and then we cannot think lower of ourselves when we come before him because we haven't realized that the grace that he has provided through the blood of Jesus covers us when we come to ask him um, before that. So he doesn't want us to think less of ourselves, you know, that he thinks of us, but also he doesn't want us to think more of ourselves either, you know, so it is, it's a balance. You can't be coming there all uh, arrogant. You must become before home humbly. Um, you can't be self-righteous. We have to lay aside every attempt to be self-righteous, and we must lay aside every attempt about worrying about our sins, you know, but also we should not be parading our good deeds before our Father, you know, because it's not about what we did. And it's not about what we really didn't do. It's about the throne of grace. It's about him. So we had to realize we are forgiven and cleansed. Number four is our motive. What is our motive before coming? Um, James chapter four, verse two, you desire, but you do not have. You covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. And you do not have because you do not ask God. And verse 3 says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. 
So basically, your prayer your prayers are self centered, and you're only motivated by yourself. That should not be the motive of of our prayer. Our, our the motive of our prayer um, should be. I read the scripture, Second Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through Him. The amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So that's basically saying the Father God, he has a lot of promises for us, and guess what? They're going to be yes, but only if they're for the glory of God. So instead of our prayers being focused on our own pleasures, it should be for the glory of God. So whatever you're praying for is got to not put you on display or exalt you but for the glory of God. So, for example, you're praying and asking Father God for a job. You want that job so you can get all this money, so you can buy a nice car, a nice house, and that's it? Or do you want this car so you can, uh, this, this job so you can uh, support missions, or maybe you can buy a nice car so you can help someone else get around town and or, or help your neighbor or something like that. So I'm not saying that you can't have nice things within those things, but within those things, are they glorifying God? You know, is this promises that you're trying to ask of God, is it glorifying God? Um, so that is also one of the requirements. What is your motive? Um, number five is uh, forgiveness. This one right here is very, very, um, one has been heard many, many times. Uh, in Mark 11, verse uh, 25 to 26, it says, When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you of your sins. Um, if you do not forgive people, um, basically this could lead to uh, a blocking your prayers. Um, God said, I'm trying to pull up the scripture, but... Uh, Thought I had it on there. It says, After this manner, pray ye. Um, actually, this is part of the prayer. Forgive us our debts. Forgive us our debts and our trespasses as we forgive our debtors that trespass against us. So basically, it says, Forgive us our debts and our trespasses. So it's basically there, there is prayer of Jesus saying, Hey, when you forgive somebody, guess what? I'm going to forgive you. But if you don't forgive, I'm not going to forgive you of certain things. And this is basically talking to Christians. This is not talking about forgiving for salvation. This is talking about individual things that you that you are doing it or holding against people. Um, Father God, He's not going to be able to help you because you're holding against somebody. That's even when we had, it says uh, that we should love our brothers. It's like how can you love your brother, or how can you love me if you don't love your brother? You know, so first we have to love our brother Let's forgive our brother so God can, can move on our behalf So forgiveness is a big one That will hold up a lot of a lot of things It can even also make you sick um, Physically And of course spiritually uh, Number six uh, <clears throat> Our prayers must be directed by the Holy Spirit Romans 8.14 It says for those who are led By the Spirit of God are the children of God. So when we we pray, um, that's why we have the Holy Spirit 
when we were asking for these things, we can also be directed by the Spirit on what to pray. And that means we have to be listening. You know, we have to be listening uh, to what the Spirit is saying. And the uh, last number seven, that we must pray in accordance to God's will. We must pray in accordance to God's will. So that's why I was talking about you praying with a jet or praying something like, oh, I don't want to ever have to work again. Those prayers right there are probably not really in accordance of uh, God's will. So what you do is uh, you find out what the will of God is from the word of God. Um, And the word of God is packed with many promises to pray. Um, And when you find a promise as it relates to your situation, basically that is a promise that you pray to God and you give to God. And God gets what? God never promises anything that he does not will. So whenever you find a promise of God, that's something that he wills for your life. Um, So God, he's not inconsistent. You know, so if it's in there, that's the will. So, for example, there are promises of healing in Scripture. There are promises of deliverance. There are promises of prosperity. There are promises of protection. And there are many, many other promises that you can pray that's according to the will of the Father. Um, let's see. I want to end with uh, one more scripture. Uh, is uh, talking about the will, actually, David, the um, First Chronicles seventeen. First Chronicles seventeen. Uh, basically, God God tells David, "I'm going to build build you a house." Because David, he wanted to build God a house um, for God. But God said, uh, no, I'm not. you're not going to build me a house, but uh, your son is going to build me a house. Talking about the temple, but God said, I'm going to build you a house, David. Uh, that's in First Chronicles chapter 17, verse 16. It says, then David went in and sat before the Lord and said, who am I, Lord? What is my family that you have brought me this far? So basically, um, God is saying that he's going to give David a, a big house. And it's not talking about a, a house like we think of, but it's talking about a, a family. So God's going to build him a family, you know. Um, but this is basically an, an example of uh, God's will or his promises being rewarded in his word because God. So David wanted to be thankful and do something for God, but guess what? God said, "No, I, I, I want to, I want to be, I want to bless you, and I'm thankful for you, so I want to give you a house." Um, that scripture I want to leave in Psalms 33 verse six. It says, "How the universe was brought together into existence," um, and it's talking about the Word and the Spirit. So when you have the Word and Spirit together. You have the uh, creative power of Almighty God um, operating in your prayer. So right here, um, praying according to the will, that's that's the word of God. And then the Spirit is uh, Romans eight fourteen. Uh, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So when you have those right there, prayer together, they actually is the word and the Spirit. You know that's how the universe came into existence. So you think when you pray 
for the things you're praying for as God can create the universe. What about all the situations you're facing, your friends and family facing, that that's not in God's will, or that God is not able to do that, or that he does not want to do that? Um, no, he's able to, and he wants to, and he has, but we have to meet these certain criteria. And also, I want, I want to encourage you, even if... Um, you should not let that hold you back from praying. If you're not meeting this criteria, whatever you do, just get before his, his face. Don't let, don't let, trying to like, oh, let me do this. Let me check this off. Let me check this off. Let me check this off. And like saying, well, I haven't checked these off, so I can't pray. Don't do that. I mean, even though you should use these as a guideline, don't let these conditions because it, then it can become very ritual. It can become a tradition, um, which God does not does not like. So um, don't let these uh, conditions stop you from praying and coming before your Father. So anyway, I, I will close with that one this evening. And do you have anything you want to say or add to it? Uh, the only thing that comes to my mind is how useful the Lord's prayer is in teaching us how to pray because it it addresses all those things you said, you know, just being thankful, being humble, repenting. You know, if you go down the Lord's prayer and then just take each verse to heart and ponder it, and I think that's helpful. It's been helpful to me. Yes. Yes, Lord Prayer is the very perfect, perfect formula that we can use to um, do that. It's like a very God, a very easy template if we if we, if we uh, follow it and use it. Um, and we can see many many things change in our lives, in our friends' life, our family's life. So it's good to do that. It's very good to do that. <clears throat> um, well, I thought we might have some people, but maybe they, maybe they did not, did not um, call in or whatever. So, uh, or maybe they're, they're listening another way, and they or they'll listen to it later. So I guess I will close out in prayer. I'd like to thank everyone for um, listening and uh, tuning in this evening. Um, I guess I want to close out in prayer to just pray particularly for our nation um, with everything that's going on. Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy, Father. We lift up our nation, we lift up our cities, we lift up Seattle, Father, or everything that's going on there. Um, and throughout all the cities, Father, Lord, and country, God, and direct, protect your people, God, place the civil protection around them. Father, Lord, we lift up our mayors, we lift up our superintendents at schools, we lift up our pastor, Father. Also, our president, Congress, vice president, Father, Lord, protect them from hurt, harm, and danger. Give them strength, oh God, Lord. Help the judges, Father. We lift them all up, Father, Lord, you guide and direct and be with them, Father. Um, help our military men, Father, Lord, guide and direct them, Father. Uh, help the doctors, Father, Lord. Help the lawyers, oh God, Lord. Help. Father, help. Help the leaders on our communities, God, Lord. Um, 
whether they're volunteer or whatever they are, Father Lord, use them, Father Lord, to help the the, people, the prayer warriors to start praying more, Father Lord. And we thank you, Father, for another day and your many blessings. Uh, we ask these things in your son Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Yes, I've been very concerned about our country lately. Yeah, it's just um, dreadful what's going on, how the people are being manipulated and lied to. Yes, yes, it's a lot of praise that's going on. But the Father God is in control. He has a plan, even though it looks like chaos. There's something happening. There's something happening. Something wonderful for the people of God. You just got to keep on praying. Absolutely. Prayer will help. Yeah. It has already helped, actually. All right. Well, that was good, Jameer. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm sure everyone else enjoyed it as much as I did. It's it's always good to know. You know, people are always looking for ways for their prayers to become more effective, and that was very good instruction. So. You have a blessed yeah. evening. Bless everyone. And good night. Good night, Jameer. Good night. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.